I'd like to start off today's episode by asking all of you a question. What do you think in life in general is more important, courage or intelligence? And I'll give you a few seconds to think about that. What's more significant, intelligence or courage? It's courage, and I'll tell you why. Because the intelligent people, a lot of them, are some of the people that are doing such terrible things in this world. Courage, on the other hand, even if you may not be as smart as some of these people, courage is the constant resistance and pushback excuse me, that you're looking for in pursuit of the truth. Because you can be all as intelligent as you like, doesn't make you, uh, you know, a good person, doesn't make you significant. And the reason why I say this is because there was a pilot many, many years ago, specifically in uh, the 1950s as well as the 1960s, that actually was flying in the Nordic region, in, you know, the Iceland area. I won't get any more specific than that because we'll, we'll see shortly, but... And he was flying and he noticed that there was suddenly some very strange activity on the waters in Iceland, just off of the shore of Iceland, which is what is now considered to be an extension of their territory. What does he do? He reports it to his superior. However, I was never in the military or the Navy or the the Air Force. I'm not sure exactly how the structure works specifically, but for those who have served, you would know how it works. And he then gets back to base. He lands his plane after he did a, uh, you know, just a, a reconnaissance flight or a training flight or what, just routine flight. And the second he gets off his plane or his fighter jet, he steps off the jet and then his superior comes up to him and says, you've just been fined $10,000 for reporting some of the things that you saw. Do not do this again. When we tell you not to report the strange activity, we mean it. And he hands you the $10,000 fine. And you're like, what the hell? You haven't, you're, you're like, I thought I, this is my job. You know what I mean? I'm an Air Force pilot. I got to report these things. I'm stationed in Iceland and what, I can't report this stuff? So you'll see what I mean very shortly. Now, I do want to say very quickly, what I'm going to be doing here is this is going to be available for members 24 hours before it gets released publicly. And then after I release it publicly, it's then going to be... Uh, it's then going to go private just for members again 48 hours after that. And the reason why I'm doing that is because today's a bit of a special episode to say thank you for hitting 13,000 subscribers. So throughout this entire episode, guys, for those that are not members that will be seeing this tomorrow and Monday, what I'm going to be doing is playing a bunch of footage that I won't be analyzing simply because just within this one episode, I won't have the time. But some of the footage we will be. So let's get into it. Janap 146E, the synthetic quantifiers that inoculate mass cadavers for seraphim resurrection now we have a lot to cover here so let's just get right into it first off i just want to say that a lot of extraterrestrials that are considered the tall whites of the nordics they live obviously in places where nordic humans live right eastern europe and things like this now the reason why i bring up iceland as such a significant place is because iceland has been known specifically the waters surrounding iceland to have multiple bases underneath the water that have been a bit of a conflictual uh, i guess we could say strategic battle between the alpha draconi and the Nordic, uh, the tall white Nordics as well, right? Now, what's interesting, though, is that, again, this is not an encompassment or a resemblance of the entire species. However, what we're going to notice here, and, and like I said, we're getting right into it. When we jump into right over here, muckrock.com. And basically what this article and this website does is it's taken all of the declassified CIA documents, transcripts, and surveillance recordings on the meetings of the Bilderberg Group. Now this here took place back in the 80s, but let's just take a look. Iceland informed a meeting of the Nordic Council 
in Reykjavik last week that it intends to proceed with plans to extend its territorial waters to 200 miles later this year. To the disappointment of the Icelanders, the other Nordic countries did not express support for Iceland's position and limited themselves to expressions of understanding for Reykjavik's, my apologies, special position. End quote. The official excuse they used was protection of the vital fishing industry. But this might seem a little bit too obvious to be the case, but in fact it is. What they do here, guys, and what they've just done is they've declassified a lot of these files. They threw this right in front of our face. The Nordic Council. Which council is that? Specifically, which one? Try finding anything pertaining to the Nordic Council aside from different names that it had. But for some reason, just in this CIA surveillance transcript and document report that at the time was extremely classified, for some reason, they refer to them as the Nordic Council, although they have never been known as that in previous uh, apparatuses or previous meetings or anything of the sort, right? But it gets even better than that. Let's take a look at what JANAP146E actually is, because after this surveillance was done, the agent, the CIA agent, that was doing the surveillance on this document, as a matter of fact, he received Janap 146E. And guess what that is? If we take a look here at NICAP.org, we're going to see a very long document. I'm just putting up some screenshots right now. But really what it means is this. It's basically a fine that you receive anytime you report any type of UFO sighting or any type of humanoid looking being that is doing something that you are not supposed to see. That's literally what Janap 1460 is. It cannot get more obvious than that. How do I know that? A former ex-Air Force official, if we look at collectiveevolution.com, this gentleman's been on a few different documentaries. You may have seen him before. What's really cool about uh, Richard Doty, which is the, the former ex-Air Force uh, person, he was, and I quote, the responsible for providing and sowing disinformation amongst the UFO community to distract from what was really going on, end quote. What was really happening? Do you want to know what was happening? A lot of Nordic countries in Eastern Europe were the focus of the CIA. Why were they the focus of the CIA? It wasn't because the CIA wanted to push and get closer to Russia in terms of physical territory. That was the very public end of it. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to realize that, you know, America's in intelligence apparatus is always trying to push forward to try to surround their enemies and things like this. We look at, for example, what happened in Ukraine. But a lot of things that are not reported is that the CIA has an interest, a strategic interest in these third world countries, not so much anymore because they're afraid, you know, Russia is going to take over and this and that, but because the Dracos, the Alpha Draconians, the Reptilians, the Lizard People, if you want to call them, as ridiculous as this may sound, they have a very, very good system of infiltrating world governments. Now, one of the reasons why these Dracos have not infiltrated major world governments like Russia, China, or the US is because, let's be totally honest with ourselves, these are some of the most powerful countries in the world, therefore the most stable and the most organized. It is much more easier to infiltrate a developing or third world country that is in the middle of a revolution from an alien species perspective, or we can even argue, you know, Agartha species, whatever you want to call it, and it is much easier to infiltrate the higher echelon levels and perform a coup d'etat. So in other words, what the CIA is doing here is they are performing anti-strategic actions that are not indicative of anything on the public end. Not only that, but when we take a look at all of it too, there is an obsession that these Dracos have, which is why a lot of times we may call them negative or evil or what have you. It is a self-serving obsession with victory being a concept and not as a result of something meaningful. Now, you might be saying, Dave, do you have any evidence of this? Excuse me. Can you back any of this up? I'm very glad you asked. I have two types of evidence here. First off, 
Again, collectiveevolution.com. According to Doty, there were four, and I quote, there were four types of craft they showed us, four types of extraterrestrials, and they never explained to us where they got the pictures of these extraterrestrials, but they were actually pictures of these weird-looking creature, creatures that showed on the film that were extraterrestrials from some other location, different from where the Ebens came from, end quote. Now, I want to mention something about the Ebens. The Ebens, this is part of the psychological warfare aspect of it. We have to be vigilant that Mr. Doty is still not, or still is, so Sorry, an agent because they say you know once you leave the Air Force as part of a corresponding apparat apparition excuse me that interchanges with the CIA you never really leave the CIA as they say could he still be spreading misinformation why do I say that because there's two conflicting um, I guess we could say definitions of what the Ebens are one of them is that the Ebens are a matter of fact belong to the planet Serpo in which are resultingly the name of the species that we've given that particular race right but at the same time Ebens also stands for extra terrestrial biological entities right so all they do is they add the n at the end and we don't know the difference do you see what i'm saying that's one of the other key things here but he also mentioned here and i and i see here the second one sorry and i quote one was looking like an insect had huge eyes very large head a small body they had two different appendages on their arms they had basically two hands on each arm several joints in their legs and they had a bubble type appendage in the front and a lump or something in the back that was one of them they were about the size of an average human and then there was a third creature he goes on to describe the second one as very thin and very very uh tall in terms of you know 10 to 11 feet humanoid looking the ones that he said that i always say as well too in the live streams and all that if you look really really closely it'll still be difficult to figure out that they're actually extraterrestrials but he said here as well then there was the third creature it looks something like the ebon and again guys before i go on do you notice how he are, he's already mixing up what ebon means do you see what he's doing here i'm not trying to say he's a bad person or he's trying to you know um you know spread disinformation all the time but we have to be vigilant again just because he's accurate and consistent with a lot of other research that's been conducted doesn't mean that he's not slipping in bits of disinformation as well right and then he says it looks something like the ebon but it was bigger it had a bigger body i found out later in a briefing that i had in 1995 that that was a genetically engineered creature that the ebens made they knew it was genetically engineered and i don't know how and when they didn't even tell us how end quote when he says that they knew he's talking about the cia and the the human side of the government that they knew now the next thing i want to take a look at here again is according to history.com and the reason why i bring this up is because we have to fully understand what occurred within this certain instance because if we don't there's going to come a point when we're going to notice that a lot of these cosmic waves and energy beams are as a matter of fact an in simultaneous result and an inconclusive result of energy weapons that are being used on us currently so let's take a look history.com in may 1951 one year into the korean war pfc francis p wall and his regiment found themselves stationed near Chorwon, about 60 miles north of Seoul. As they were preparing to bombard a nearby village with artillery, all of a sudden, the soldiers saw a strange sight up in the hills, like a jack-o'-lantern come wafting down across the mountain. What happened after the pulsing, attacking light, the lingering, debilitating symptoms would mystify many for decades to come. All right. So what we can see here is that long story short, it talks about these waves of energy. And I'm putting up right now some footage that was recently sent to me about waves of energy looking very similar. That is not to say these waves of energy are doing the same thing that occurred in 1951. But at the same time, we have to also understand that these, in fact, could be some type of probe or beacon that is controlled by a large mothership. That is the part of the mothership of the secret space program that I have talked about in Patreon episodes for those that are watching this publicly and discussed how they cannot enter Earth's orbit. They're far too 
too large. They're not even made to get into any planet's orbit to begin with. On top of all of this, what you're going to find here too is that it says, and I quote, as the bullets hit the body of the craft, he recalled, they made a metallic ding. The object started behaving still more erratically, shunting from side to side as its lights flashed on and off. He says, we were attacked, swept by some form of array that was emitted impulses, that was emitted impulses in waves that you could visually see only when it was aiming directly at you. That is to say, like a searching, a searchlight sweeps around the segments of light, you would see it coming at you, end quote. A few things I want to point out. This adds to the fact, and for non-members, you might not know what I'm talking about here, but this adds to the fact that when we look at the Pladian's description uh, to B Mr. Billy Meyer of the way that a lot of these force fields work, guys. What you're going to notice as well is what did those Pladians say for, the, for those members who have watched that episode uh, from a couple days ago? What did they say? The, it's not like the films in Star Wars, the Pladians said to Mr. Meyer, or like in Star Trek. The more you shoot at these energy shields, the stronger they become. Is that not consistent with this right here? It seems to be the case. Now, I want to take a look at something else that also has to do with Gen Ep 14.6e uh, as well. Let's take a look at this footage right here we're going to analyze. It's about a minute 20 seconds. Look at this craft right here. I'm going to let you guys watch it first, and I'm going to see if you guys catch on to anything. But uh, j just take a look. You see that? What do you think that is? Look at the bottom of the craft there. What does that resemble? Because now it's replaying in slow motion. Take a look at that right there. Does that not look, and I'll put the picture up right after this, does that not look extremely similar to some crop circle designs? And I'm not a big crop circle guy, I'll tell you guys right now, because I've done a lot of research that's found certain cases to be... I guess we could say interesting to say the least in the sense that they've been faked. But the odd crop circles are so precise that even modern human technology would not be able to create it. On top of all of that, it can also be converted into that of a binary code. What's equally as interesting is that it's converted into, into the binary code. I'm just going to stop playing it now. It's converted into the binary code that is generally known, believe it or not, to be the healing code that the CIA has also referenced themselves as a form of being able to heal. And also someone brought this up too as well. I think a few people did on the live stream from a few days ago. The code is 55515. I kid you not. I'm putting up on the screen right now a full-on CIA document that describes the way in which something occurs when these numbers are thought of in your mind that emits a certain frequency. Why do I bring this up? It is the same frequency emitted when CERN started. CERN officially publicly started in 2008, but it really started in 2005 on January. The same day, by the way, that Operation Atlantic Storm started. What was Operation Atlantic Storm? If we take a look at Wikipedia, Operation Atlantic Storm was a ministerial exercise simulating the top-level response to a bioterror incident. The simulation operated on January 14, 2005 in Washington, D.C. And quote. Now, here's what's also interesting, guys. If you take a look, if you do a simple Google search of any kind as to when the Large Hadron Collider of CERN, the LHC, or ALICE as they call it, that's one of them, 
them. But when you take a look at the year and date that those opened up, officially to the public, it'll say January 14th, 2008. But it was really 2005. And how do I know this? Because take a look at home.cern. This is something, an article from 1996. LHC, Large Hadron Collider, to be completed in 2005 within reduced CERN budget envelope, end quote. Now, you might say, yes, Dave, they make predictions for dates all the time, right? However, why is it that there were multiple articles of this 2005 that, that ended, that were written for many years up until 2004? It's not like they said it just one time, because if they said it just one time, then I understand, guys. I would agree with you. I'd say, ah, you know, maybe that's a bit of a fluke. But look at this. It's right in front of us. How do how do people not see what's happening here, right? And we also have to note as well, too, that when the Dracos make this type of infiltration, they are solely responsible for something called the Great Attractor. What is the Great Attractor? The Great Attractor, according to Wikipedia, is defined by, you know, NASA, ironically enough, which is arguably one of the more infiltrated institutions, not even within the US but within the world again we mentioned some stuff about a massive cover up uh, you know with some sex trafficking and child organ harvesting but that's for the member stuff but anyways the great attractor is a gravitational anomaly in intergalactic space and the apparent central gravitational point of the Lanyaka supercluster the observed anomaly suggests a localized center uh, concentration of mass millions of times more massive than the milky way all right now, we take a look here. However, it is inconveniently obscured by our own Milky Way's galactic plane, lying behind the zone of avoidance, ZOA, so that invisible light wavelengths, the great attractor, is, a, is difficult to observe directly, end quote. If you go back to Janep 14.6e, do you know what it references in that super long-ass letter, pardon my English? It references the zone of avoidance. If you happen to catch a glimpse of the zone of avoidance during a recon mission from Earth... Without a telescope, just in your fighter jet, you get fined $10,000, boom, just like that, just like that. How can you see the zone of avoidance like that? I thought it can't be seen. According to Wikipedia, I mean, it can't be seen, right? Not only that, but when we take a look at the final connection of the Seraphim resurrection, which is different from Gilgamesh, from the Hillary Clinton, John Podesta emails, we'll find there are certain forms of drop feeding that are occurring here, not because they want them to, but because they need to speed up the pace. The CIA does. The mainstream media needs to speed up the pace of drop feeding. Why? Because you're going to see uh, on the Patreon early release episode, and it'll be available for the public in about a week, week and a half from now, what you're going to find is that a lot of things are happening that the Dracos seem to actually are s slowly gain more control over. That doesn't mean that humans are losing control and they're partnered with the Venusians and the Nordics and the certain greys and all that. That doesn't mean they're losing control, but it means that if the Dracos can infiltrate these developing nations, as I mentioned about 10, 15 minutes ago, they will start sending out more forms of unexplainable technology so what you then have is you then have things like this articles like for example dailymail.co.uk nasa scientists achieve long distance quantum teleportation over 27 miles for the first time paving the way for unhackable networks that transfer data faster than the speed of light end quote you also have something like this here too 60 foot dragon skeleton found by chinese villagers is this proof of the mythical creature now i want to make it very clear in the chinese culture dragons actually don't have wings but 
but the point here is not even about the dragon. This is some, these are some bones purposefully left from certain seraphims in order for resurrection to occur through those energy beams that we were just talking about that were experienced in 1951. And what we're seeing here is that the mainstream media is realizing certain Dracos are infiltrating certain countries and they have to drop feed and push that information out as quickly as they can to the Western public. So let me know what you guys think and we'll catch you next time. Cheers.